This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, welcome, welcome. It is fabulous to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Another solo episode from me this week, I'm afraid, (laughs) as I haven't been able to conjure up any extra time or headspace (laughs) for getting guests organised and I've been super busy getting ready for the Knackered Mums heading back out on Eco Tour you're wondering what the hell I'm on about. This is my free five-day eco challenge that's kicking off on Monday the 15th of February. Do come and join us if you fancy it. It's probably the most fun you're going to be able to have in half term and you get to slash your carbon footprint at the same time as whinge about how tired you are and how hard it is to get your kids off their screens with a bunch of similarly knackered types. So I will pop the link for that in the show notes if that piques your interest. And I'm excited to say that I have not one but two interviews in the diary for next week. So we should be back on a roll with some fabulous guests from then. Now, I'm recording this on the 12th of February and it is Valentine's Day in just a couple of days' time. I'm well aware that if you do celebrate it and you're one of the organised types, then this episode will be coming far too late for you. But do bear it in mind for next year if that's the case. And don't stop listening if you don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We gave up on it years ago. (laughs) Because I'm going to be sharing some fascinating stats and some alternative gifts that are a great way to say I love you or thank you or you're really rather brilliant at any time of the year. Because giving stuff has become our way of saying I love you, hasn't it? And who doesn't love a present, let's be honest. But the problem with Valentine's gifts and indeed most gifts is that although they might say I love you, to the recipient, they aren't usually saying, I love you, to either the people who made the gift or to the planet. We are at peak stuff. We are using up resources at an astonishing rate. The people who make much of our stuff are being exploited and most of us are struggling to find anywhere to put any more stuff in our homes. Oh, and the landfills are full to bursting as well. God, I'm such a party pooper, aren't I? (laughs) Never fear, this isn't a whole episode about how terrible everything is. There is some good news. There are some fabulous ways we can do Valentines and indeed other gifts that don't cost the earth. See what I did there? 
Number one is flowers. Now, flowers feel like they should be a pretty safe bet, don't they? After all, you can't get much more natural than an actual flower, right? Well, just because it's natural doesn't unfortunately mean it's harmless. Last year, I did a podcast with Sarah Wilman from My Flower Patch and was gobsmacked to learn that a bunch of imported flowers from Holland or Kenya can have the same carbon footprint as a flight from London to Birmingham. How mental is that? And that workers and growers in the flower industry can be working with a lot of chemicals and very little protection, so in far from ideal conditions. The good news is that buying British flowers can reduce the carbon footprint of those flowers by around 90%. Now, I know it's February, <laughs> not really ideal weather for growing flowers here in the UK, but there are still some options. And some florists will do dried bouquets of UK grown flowers, which are beautiful and last forever. And I know this because my brilliant sister-in-law sent me a bunch for my birthday at the end of October. Again, not great growing weather here in the UK last year from her local florist. So check out this great website called Flowers from the Farm, which has lots more information about the benefits of buying local British blooms and has also a directory which you can search to find a florist local to you or your intended recipient who grow British blooms. Number two on the list is chocolate. Oh my god, I really am the fun police now, aren't I? Can't we even indulge in chocolate during lockdown without feeling guilty? I would love to say that you can and crack open a bar of insert name of popular chocolate brand here with you, but it turns out that's not the case. In the same way that rainforest is being cleared to create farmland for soy and for animals, forests are also being cleared for cocoa growing. More than 80% of the Ivory Coast's forested areas have vanished between 1960 and 2010. And in Indonesia, 1.7 million acres of rainforest were cleared for cocoa plantations between 1988 and 2007. And that's not all, I'm afraid. Chocolate brand Tony's Chocoloni are currently running a sweet solution campaign to highlight the fact that an estimated 30,000 people are in modern slavery in the chocolate trade and over 1.5 million children are working illegally. And that's just in Ghana and the Ivory Coast, which make up around 60% of the world's cocoa. That is shocking, isn't it? One and a half million children. You can find out more about that campaign from Tony's Chocoloni and, and what we can do about it on the Tony's Chocoloni website, which I'll link to in the show notes. But thankfully, this doesn't mean we have to give up chocolate entirely. Ethical Consumer, again, I will link to this page in the show notes, has a league table of the best and the worst of the chocolate makers. Tony's, as I've mentioned already, do pretty well, along with Seed and Bean and Divine performing very poorly with scores of one and a half out of 20 are Mars and Cadbury's and all the bars that they produce and Nestle gets a big fat zero. Number three, anything homemade. George Monbiot is a journalist for The Guardian and he wrote a powerful piece back in 2012 called The Gift of Death and at the end of which is a paragraph that says bake them a cake write them a poem, give them a kiss, tell them a joke. But for God's sake, stop trashing the planet to tell someone you care. 
all it shows is that you don't. Ooh, ouch. (laughs) Now you don't have to be a brilliant baker or a perfect poet, but something that you've put thought and time into, in my opinion, will always be appreciated, especially if it's edible, I tend to find. Number four, if homemade gifts really aren't for you, then fear not. There is a climate positive gin. Now we're talking, right? Pretty much everything we eat and drink and indeed buy has a carbon footprint and is contributing to the greenhouse gases that are warming the planet. So we can't even drown our sorrows about how crap everything is with a cheeky G&T or two without feeling like we're part of the problem. Until now. (laughs) Fortunately, if you or your loved ones are partial to a gin or two, you can now indulge with a clearer conscience, and I take no blame for any ensuing headaches. Our bikey nadar, I have probably said both of those words wrong, our bikey nadar gin is the first climate positive gin made from peas that saves 1.54 kilos, to be exact, of carbon per bottle. So again, I will link to that in the show notes if you want some more info. And last but not least, number five, show the love. If you're not a fan of Valentine's Day, and I have to say I'm not, then you don't need to be left out because you can use the occasion to show your love for the planet by joining in with the climate climate coalition why is that hard to say the climate coalitions show the love campaign the idea being that you craft green hearts however you can whether that's crochet or knitting or felt or origami or just good old scissors and green paper and then you can either use those green hearts to create a window display or similar to start conversations with your family and your neighbors about the climate crisis and what we can do about it Or if you're feeling really brave, you can send a green heart to someone in a position of power, such as your MP, to let them know that you're concerned about the climate crisis and you want to know what they're doing to help. We had a craft along session one evening earlier on this month in the Knackered Mums Eco Club, and it was brilliant to spend the evening together to see everyone's creations, obviously on Zoom, uh, to see everyone's creations, as well as to share ideas for where we might send our hearts and to support each other to actually be brave and get them in the post. This is also potentially a great thing to maybe do with the kids as half term approaches. Sorry, Scotland, I know you've just had yours. It's a screen-free activity, hooray! An indoor screen-free activity and a gentle conversation starter maybe to have with the kids to share, invite them to share what they love about the planet and any, any worries that they might have. So there's loads more info about that on the Climate Coalition website, which again, I will link to on the show notes, which you can find on the Sustainable-ish website, which is at www.asustainablelife.co.uk. So head over there for all the info. So there we go, a 10 minute-ish rattle through uh, some different ideas for Valentine's and for presents. Lots of ideas there, hopefully, and maybe some food for thought. Let me know if there's anything in there that surprised you with some of those stats and what you're doing, if anything, for Valentine's Day. And if you've got any suggestions for future ideas for imperfect eco-action that you'd love to hear about or guests that you'd love to hear from, please do drop me a line on jen at sustainableish.co.uk. I would really love to hear from you or you can come and tag me on social media. I'm at sustainableish on most of the channels. 
so thank you so much for listening thank you for spending some time with me um in lockdown <laughs> i hope it's maybe lightened your lockdown a little bit let me know um if you've enjoyed the podcast please do share with friends and family please do leave a rating or a review on your favorite podcasting platform and i will be back hopefully if all goes well next week if half term plans go to plan with some exciting guests so i will see you then take care been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. <laughs>